Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And we've just got a few things to touch on. Um, Ashley, I'm so excited to see, (laughs) before we get into the news, that (laughs) three subjects of popular Broadway musicals are getting their flowers finally. Tina Turner and Carole King. The subjects of two very successful biographical Broadway musicals are included in the inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of 2021. And additional inductees include the Go-Go's. So that's the Tina Turner musical Tina. Beautiful, the Carole King. And Head Over Heels as source material, all getting inducted. Couldn't be happier. Wish those shows were returning. I know. (laughs) Very, very, especially Head Over Heels. I mean, Tina Tina is Carole Mm -hmm. King. Beautiful, obviously close ahead. Head Over Heels should always be running somewhere. But what can you do? Yeah, the Go-Go's and I I honestly couldn't. Honestly, couldn't believe Tina Turner wasn't already in. I knew Carol King wasn't because that's been a discussion over like the last few years of Hall of Fame induct- yeah. uh, inductees. And it's been like, why hasn't she mm-hmm. been in? I already thought Tina Turner was in. That's insane. Um, and the Go-Go's also very much needed to be in. And that's a conversation that ha- like, keeps cropping up over the past three years. So I'm very happy with all of these, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want people to be celebrated. So again, today, Felicia Rashad was named the Dean of Howard University Reestablished College of Fine Arts. As you guys probably know, Rashad is an alumna of the university as well as a frequent instructor. And one of her students was the late Chadwick Boseman, which I could not believe. I I read that today in the news and I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense. Like she's taught here before. So people were like, I I can't believe they just, you know, picked a famous person that went there. And it's like, no, she literally teaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, th- there you have it. Those are just some fun, like, look at all these women thriving. Actually, today, before we get into the uh, show talk, we, I know that you have thoughts on this, so I'm just going to give you space after I <laughs> tell the world <laughs> oh, about yeah. this very exciting live musical television news. So this Christmas, we are getting the gift that keeps on giving, not tomorrow, no, this Christmas on NBC. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're getting back into live TV musicals with Annie Live set to air during the holidays. Annie's going to be presented by Bob Greenblatt, of course, is the former NBC entertainment chairman who brought live musicals to NBC, starting with the Sound of Music Live in 2013, then Peter Pan Live in 2014, which was the last thing I ever watched with my father. And I don't have Mm -hmm. any regrets in my life, but it's one of them. And then we, you know, we get possibly one of the best ones, in my opinion, which Mm -hmm. was The Wiz Live in 2015. And then Ariana Grande's Hairspray Live in 2016. And Sarah Bareilles (laughs) and Alice Cooper's Jesus Christ Superstar, (laughs) which was, you know, (laughs) Easter of 2018. All all three of those are obviously the most important part of all of those. It was shocking, informative, and life-changing. So Tony-winning choreographer Sergio Trujillo, who will choreograph this uh, show of Annie that you know him from Ain't Too Proud in Memphis. Paul Taswell will design the costumes and Jason Sherwood will handle the scenery. Taswell won an Emmy for The Wiz Live, which I mean, totally makes sense because I don't know if you remember it, but it was crazy cool. And uh, yeah, exactly. And the most recently and most recently designed costumes for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake, which we're all 
so thrilled about. So Stephen Aremus will do the orchestrations, of course. Uh, and yeah, so I just want to know, like, Ashley, do you have Dreamcast? <laughs> do mean, you I have, always. are you excited about this? Like, are you an Annie fan? I've, we've never discussed this. Oh those. my God. Okay. First of all, I'm a massive Annie <laughs> fan. Um, <laughs> and one of my friends who's a music journalist actually tweeted at me being like, because uh, first of all, uh, I would love for Bernadette to play with Anne again. Let, let me just get that Wait, out. Wait, who? Bernadette Peters, please. Uh, because, because, yeah, little please. girls, little girls. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, beautiful! I love it. Yeah, I mean, she was already she's already in the movie, the original movie, yes. as Miss Lily Saint Regis, of course, uh, like the hotel. And mm-hmm. I would love to see kind of that connection to have you know a recurring cast member there and i you know i just i keep imagining it in my head and i think it's perfect um but i said i had said that my one of my friends had sent me she was like she knows the book and sent me a clip of easy street Mm -hmm. Uh, i was like i have seen annie about seven million times i promise you i know i've seen the clip (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm a massive annie fan um that was probably like really my first musical love i probably watched that movie More than anything else as a kid until I discovered like the PBS Into the Woods. So, and then oh, my whole well, life was changed course. forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then the I cor- think that's a common story for our generation, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that's a very common thread. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm always excited about uh, TV musicals. Some have been better than others. You mentioned a few yeah. that were better than a few others that you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sound of Music and Peter Pan being um, in the latter category there but the whiz was sensational yeah. and i loved hairspray um and even jesus christ yeah. superstar alive which i'm not a massive jesus christ superstar fan but i thought that was a great production as well um and then we've seen the one on ones on fox which i can't really remember i think greece, greece? was one that was on fox okay greece was pretty good greece was pretty good and rocky horror we don't need to mention <laughs> Oh, but Long- let's not forget the rent live. Uh, he, let's mm-hmm. let's let's forget the rent live. Um, yeah, excited about this. Love to see Bernadette. I don't know if that will happen. I'm a, I'm imagining I feel like they're gonna call Jane Lynch. Uh, I I thought about that already. I feel like they're mm-hmm. gonna star cast mm-hmm. this to hell, which they're want to do, but. You never know. You never know. I jokingly cast, well, you know, joking, half jokingly <laughs> dreamcasted yeah. Stanley Tucci as Daddy Warbucks. Um, Can you imagine the Toochster like yeah. getting up there to do? I have to say, well, I Zaddy initially Warbucks. when I saw this, Zaddy Warbucks, hello, <laughs> take me to Tuscany and take me. Anyway, um, but. <laughs> No, I immediately thought because of the fact that this is NBC and they like to recycle their people, which is totally yeah. fine. Like if it, if they work out, cool. But I saw Common as Daddy Warbucks. I feel oh, like because he did the wins. That would be yeah. fun. That'd be fun. I like no, that. I mean, Tiffany Haddish coming in as Lily. Wouldn't also that be like hilarious? That. Also love that. That's pretty <laughs> um, great. And I feel like they're going to call Christian Borel for uh, Rooster. Uh, Oh, because of uh, I've been trying to think of who I'd want to play Rooster all day, and my only opinion was like, please don't ever, please don't cast James (laughs) Corden. Please, I know he's on CBS, so I feel like we're safe. But you never know; they'll think us a CBS musical. That's a casting because I, you know, Mm -hmm. just blocked Peter Pan live out of my memory and forgot that Christian was in that, and I want to put Christian in everything. You didn't follow Christian Borrell's arms on Instagram. Of course, I followed Christian Burrell's arms. 
<laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, that's an incredible casting I've never thought about before. I'm going to be yeah. thinking about that forever. Thank you for that. I think once a week, we should suggest a cast. Once a week, when we, I you like and it. I do the show, we should suggest a cast. It should be different every single time. I really like good it. Good or bad. Christian yeah. Borrell is going to be the anchor, though. I think that yes. is some damn good casting. To match that anchor on those arms hey. from Peter Pan Live. So let's Hell take yeah. a moment to talk about our sponsor, Upstart, before we get really into it. When it comes to paying off debt, it feels like it's a never-ending battle. Looking at your credit card statement every month can be horrifying for some and quite daunting for others. Upstart can lift that weight off of your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. It's true. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. It's the 21st century after all. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, you can get a simple fixed monthly payment with Upstart. They look at more than just your credit score and they actually look at your (laughs) income and employment history. Can you believe? And with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. And I have to say, I actually checked out Upstart recently because I'm like, I need more money always. And that's all incredibly correct. I got a loan within about five minutes that I'm pre-approved for and I'm planning on accepting. So shout out to Upstart always. Oh, amazing. Let us follow your journey. That's that's excellent. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once again, go to upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. And I do have to say, I used our link to get that. Oh, so look at that. It all comes back, baby. Boom, 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 boom. Now, we don't have a ton of big Broadway opening news like we thought we would have this morning because we got so much at the earlier part of the week. But we do have an absolute institutional off-Broadway establishment update. So the public theater, you know it, you love it. It's near Astor Place, near the best Japanese barbecue in town. It's going to reopen <laughs> for live performances this summer with the second part of the A Thousand Ways trilogy by experimental uh, writer Abigail Browd and Michael Silverstone of 600 Highwaymen. In-person audience members will be able to experience A Thousand Ways Part 2 and encounter June 8th through August 15th of this year. That is coming up. I mean, that is one month away. I feel like it's so soon. Tickets for Part 1 a phone call go on sale to the general public May 14th and for part two, an encounter on May 28th. So that's, uh, that's exciting for me to know that there's again, more off Broadway in-person so audience opportunities. Excited. I always look forward to anything the public has to offer. And I'm just, me too. one, I'm really looking forward to anything, you know, in-person <laughs> generally, <laughs> anything indoors, the public. I'm looking forward to Shakespeare in the park, which is coming up yeah. soon. Gonna be great. And the, you know, the one thing I did want to actually mention and that you reminded talking about the public is that we didn't cover in the Annie story mm-hmm. is that the director of that is going to be Lear de Bessonet, who used to be, who was the founder of Public Works and used to be resident yeah. director of the public theater, now Helms Encores. So even more exciting right there, theater connection. Boom, 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 boom. So the classic stage company today announced the four female theater luminaries that 
comprise the summer lineup for the Virtual Classic Conversation Series. Pulitzer Prize finalist Anna DeVere Smith on June 3rd, Academy Award nominee Marsha Mason on July 1st, Tony Award winner Cheetah Rivera on August 5th, and Tony Award winner Donna McKechnie on September 2nd. What a freaking I'm good. <laughs> the email for that today, I was like, you gotta be shitting me. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pu- pleased as punch. So now we're going to get into a, a definitely a, a more heavy conversation as far mm-hmm. as like you and I having thoughts. But the Los Angeles Times released an article today discussing the quote need in Charles McNulty's opinion to do away with the intermission. So here's here's a quote. I'm just going to kind of consolidate some of his points. Putting aside COVID-19 anxieties, does anyone believe that TikTok, Twitter, and four years of Donald Trump in the White House have increased our capacity to sit quietly in a room together? Our relentlessness predates quarantine. So this is kind of to start off the article to say like, or our attention spans are very small. So he mm-hmm. goes on to discuss that most shows have gone beyond a 90 minute, no intermission schedule, like Eva Van Ho's Broadway revival of West Side Story. Again, we're not sure if it's even coming back. Mm-hmm. Cut into a single act that let out just before 10 p.m. to Jeremy O'Harris's slave play running two hours, no intermission. McNulty does acknowledge that while his back and bladder may have complained, but not to the point where he thought, hey, can't we just stop the show for 15 minutes so I can wander around the halls of the theater, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on to say that intermissions might not be objectionable if house management were conducted with more discipline, all under the guise that people just don't have the intention span or need longer shows plus a a break. He does interview young Jean Lee, who has yet to include an intermission in her plays. And this is what she said. I have considered including an intermission in many of my shows because of the problem of the dreaded scene change. Making the audience sit through a long, laborious scene change can potentially be even worse than an intermission. So you have to find creative ways to do that to sustain the mood and that fit thematically with the show. So the whole thing kind of just, yeah, goes on a diatribe about how like we we should do away with the intermission. I know you probably have thoughts on this, so I'm just going to let you have it. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this. First of all, I, I want to agree to an extent about the part of the decreased attention span. I absolutely think our attention spans have decreased. I, you know, <laughs> throughout, it, no matter what I watch, I'm usually thinking about 25 other things. And maybe even if I'm at home watching like 25 other things simultaneously. But the thing about that is going to the theater. I, my expectations are different. So my yeah. attention span might be garbage because my attention span is awful anyway. It takes a mm-hmm. lot for me to actually focus. Um, but I know, like I said, I know going to the theater that I'm going to have, mm-hmm. I'm going in with different expectations that I'm going to be sitting right. through a show for X amount of time. And it's the only mm-hmm. thing I'm going to be focused on. So the intermission does not play that part to me of like, Mm -hmm. we need to get up and like do other things. And as far as like talking to other people and getting drinks and checking our phones, like I don't really have that experience. I check my phone at intermission because I work in theater. So I'm making sure like (laughs) 16,000 other things didn't happen at the time that my phone's been shut off. So there's that bit. I hate this piece. <laughs> I, I want to make that very clear. As, uh, getting away from the attention span part of that, um, right. which I'm mixed on. I hate mm-hmm. this piece and I hate this opinion. I, so uh, first, first of all, I think a lot of it's very ableist. 
um the idea yeah, that I think he's that like was the biggest point that i yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think that's anyone that was disagreeing with this kind of had that same complaint of it of like and you know charles mcnulty is like his back and bladder may have complained but not to the point where he's like let me stop yeah. this for 15 minutes and walk around etc that's nice for you that's not the biggest <laughs> exactly exactly that's, that's really nice for you like the bathroom conversation is obviously very important um, you typically, especially on Broadway, you have an older audience, but even if it wasn't an older audience, uh, people have different bodies and need different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of shows, especially with Scott Rudin shows were like, you, if you leave your seat at all for any reason, except for intermission, you will not be permitted back in. That's a problem, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in any form that should not exist. I understand mm-hmm. wanting to limit as many disruptions as possible, but that's also oh, ableist. Yeah. And then you get to the point, the main point about accessibility in general. And the reason why I hate this so much, you know, besides having general human empathy, is that <laughs> I'm someone with chronic pain and I, my chronic pain is aggravated by sitting for a long time. If your show is over 90 minutes and it doesn't mm-hmm. have an intermission, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, it's as simple yeah. as that. Cause I cannot sit in a chair for more than an hour and a half straight without being in excruciating pain, not just like during the show, but for the rest of the day or for the rest of uh, the night or into the next day. Like, that's just yeah. completely screwed me over. I'm someone who needs to get up at least every hour and a half and like stretch out and do physical therapy exercises and everything like that. So essentially you are saying because <laughs> you don't, I mean, you feel like you can get to the show without your back and body hurting, then we should do away with it for everybody. Like it's literally my job to come to your show. <laughs> what about the people who mm-hmm. are choosing solely as like entertainment? Like you've cut off and made it even more inaccessible than it already is because i'm sure like so many theaters again i'm still shocked aren't completely accessible to all bodies oh that also shocks me still so you know things like this that uh, just really come off like super tone deaf and not like reading the room and saying it's again always the conversation whenever and this is not the exact same but i just want to throw this analogy out there that like anytime i hear a person that says like I don't think we really have a race problem. I'm like, for you. Yeah, exactly. For you, we exactly. don't have a race problem. You know what I mean? So like, this is the same type of argument where it's like, oh, I don't really think that it's that big of a deal. I kind of had to pee a little bit. And I'm like, you've never had to like check your insulin. You've never had to go out yes. and like stretch your legs because yes. you're, you're in chronic pain. So again, I don't have a lot of these issues, but I'm <laughs> I'm aware enough to know that people do. I mean, there are so, so yeah. and there are so many issues there. I mean, there could be chronic pain. There can be bladder yeah. issues. There can be people with menstrual cycles who need to like get check out during like midway through a show and you're basically saying well okay you're you can do that but you're not allowed back in well i spent money to go to the show so you're 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 taking the theater going audience who's spending money and giving you money and saying here are the very limited ways in which you can consume my show but you still have to pay full price for it like that's absurd and there are so many people who just don't get to go to the theater because I mean a a theater might not have accessible entryways they might not have elevators they might have seating that just is you know is too tight and doesn't accommodate anybody ever like and now you're gonna create more hurdles it's just (laughs) 
keep the intermissions, yeah. <laughs> keep the intermissions and stop punishing people for having bodies and keep theater accessible or make theater yeah. accessible because it's not accessible by any means, especially if these are like shows and productions that are not going to continue to have streaming options post pandemic, which mm-hmm. very likely most aren't. Uh, despite my prediction at the beginning of the year. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> it's more of a wish than a prediction. I hope yeah. they keep these accessibility options. Doubt they will. Um, but don't make it more difficult for people to go to the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So there you go. It's worth reading the article, though, because these are the conversations yeah, read people the article. are having. And, you know, we're curious about your opinion. Read the article and think about other people than just yourself. <laughs> Weird take, Ashley. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. (laughs) All right. Finally, we're going to run through some noteworthy headlines that we saw today. So Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, will release in cinemas through Apple Original Film and A24 later this year and then launch on Apple TV. You guys probably remember that because it was one of the Scott Rudin productions that was kind of in the limbo stage. But there you go. It'll be released a couple of ways. So Jasmine Cephas Jones is featured in the new trailer for Blind Spotting on Stars, which I was like, they're doing a TV series. Cool, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So Jasmine Cephas Jones, you remember and love her from Hamilton, the hit Broadway musical. If you're familiar, she's yeah. reprising her role as Ashley from the 2018 film from which the series is based, which is nice. Additionally, David Diggs, you know, the Hamilton alum, along with Cephas Jones, is writing and executive producing the series. So like, okay, yeah, go on, Queens. Yeah, he wrote he wrote in EP the movie as well, too, and starred in the movie. The mm-hmm. movie's great if you haven't seen it yet. Highly recommend. I thought it was, to be frank, I thought that Blindspotting was the show that's on NBC. Which is not, is it called Blind Spotting? I think it's called I think it Blind was. Spot, maybe? Blind Spot. I think Blind, so. You know what? We're gonna, <laughs> I truly was mixing them up. So I was yeah. like, is that already a thing? And it's totally not. You're right. It's based on a film, which now I want to watch. Movies amazing. So in a, movies amazing. Looking forward to the series. Not Blind Spot oh, on NBC. <laughs> Woof. All right. So finally, for our feel good recommendation, we had to put this out there because Ashley's on the show and we have to talk about her. Patty Lapone in a video for Playbill released today while sporting the most platinum blonde bob yeah. reveal of the century uh, said, if there's an upside to having to be away from this, my spiritual home for so long, it was that it made me realize just how much theater means to me. For those of us who love it, there's no substitute. And without an audience, there's no show. She was talking about, you know, coming back to company. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, what a beautiful moment, Ashley. And then she started belting out some gypsy yeah. and then she got all emotional. <laughs> and then I started to cry because she started to cry the hair looks great and the video nearly killed me so absolutely a feel-good recommendation i just want another video from the basement that's all i want this was cute but i want a video from the basement again that was blonde hair blonde hair oh god it was so unhinged it was perfect uh blonde hair in the basement do it all with the jukebox thank you guys so much for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio don't forget about our patreon patreon.com slash broadway radio you can find me all the time on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No This Is Ashley. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.